Today on our show, we're counting down the top 10 action comedies of all time with a special right. guest, Stu from Stu World Order. Soup! Hit a boy. Welcome to episode 432 of the Countdown Podcast. My name is Wayne. And my name is Paul. Welcome to the show. We count down stuff in order of awesomeness so you don't have to. And today's topic comes from... I can't believe we haven't done this. I have this vague feeling maybe we did it in the first like 20 episodes and we'll get completely that <laughs> forgotten because it is now 432 of these that we've done. But Stu said, how about these topics? And one of the top ones on the list was action comedy. So here he is all the way from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Stu, welcome to the countdown. Oh, thank you guys so much. Uh, I love you guys. One of my few, few, I try to listen to every week shows. I, I tell thank Paul you. this all, all the right. time. Every time Paul and I interact, the the polish that you two have is so ridiculous. Like oh. you make you make the rest of us indie podcasts so jealous with just how <laughs> amazing and professional you two sound. So are you sure you have the right show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully I'm only dragging the show down like less than 5% today. But I'm, no. I'm thrilled to be on again no, no absolute pleasure one of the hardest working men in podcasting land you know you've thrown out some praise our way Stu but off mic you just said you are have the next literal six months of your show sort well maybe five and a half months of your show sorted out recorded Bloody in the hell. can your quote was if I die tonight drop dead you'll hear from me for the next five and a half months that is an incredible work rate and on top of that you run a website so tell our listeners about that which is fucking awesome as well yeah, so uh, honestly, the podcast is the easy part. I pump out episodes, I record a bunch in batches, and I edit them all and throw them on the website to get ready to be uh, scheduled. The The website, as it currently stands, is a new article every single weekday, whether that's movie reviews or we do some fiction there now or wrestling reviews just something comes out every single day and even that i have everything scheduled about a month month and a half in advance so Jeez. when movies come out like in the past week i did nimona came out i reviewed nimona yeah. i did uh past lives and i did unwelcome which was a shutter movie so that was three in one week i got to pump out and then i took some articles that were from this week and moved them into the future so it's i i live in dire fear something's always going to happen to my technology or me <laughs> so i want to have stuff ready to go if i you know need to re-coordinate my entire life at any given time super impressive how, how many of the articles do you write on the website do you have you have guest contributors right I do have a few guest contributors. We have currently around 850 articles total since SWO production started and probably uh, five to wow. five to 600 of them are mine. That's incredible. What's the address to hit us with the address? Yeah. Uh, SWOproductions.com. So right. Stu World Order abbreviates to SWO. It's a, it's a wrestling reference to the New World Order from the 90s. SWOproductions.com. I, oh, hey, I get it. I didn't. And now I, I can actually <laughs> see your emblem. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay. Nice. There we are. Very, very impressive. And it's a pleasure to have you on, Stu. So thank you for making the time. It's late on a Saturday night, your time, and Sunday morning, our time, because that's how you roll when you have guests on from the other side of the world. So look, let's very briefly just discuss this. List this week. Action comedies, one of the best genres going around, best melding of genres. I think Definitely. we all agree. Tough list to put together, gentlemen, or did you smash this out? No problem at all. Stu, how did you go? It 
was hard cutting it down. I told you guys I had a an initial cut down list of about 30. Just going through Letterboxd and especially on the phone app, it's so easy to just say like action and comedies sorted by how highly I ranked them. So I went everything I gave from like five stars to four stars, had about yep. 30 movies, and then it was just like, for me, it was kind of a combination of how much do I enjoy them and how well do they blend action and comedy? Because mm. I think for like me, it. when we get to my number two, there are movies on my list that I like more than my number two movie, yeah, but gotcha. I think it does the best job blending action and comedy. Yeah, not dissimilar from the way that I came at it, except I sort of just went off the top of my head and made my list, which wasn't 30. It was about 17 to start with and then whittled it back from there. I suspect Wayne's <laughs> list will have been ordered in some ridiculously convoluted crap way. It's how it feels, Paul. It's whether or not it felt like that was a good action and whether it felt like that was comedic enough. In other words, a robot didn't do my list. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I have, of course, gone at it a different way, folks. Um, as you know, I think spy thrillers are my favorite, but action comedy is right after it in okay. terms of genre. So I talk about action comedy all the time. Mm -hmm. There's many, many movies here, and there's some obvious glaring ones, which I'm sure will turn up on your list. And knowing that, I'm like, let's not do that. Okay. I'm going to give you stuff that's maybe a little more left of right, shall we say. Um, Drill me. Some nostalgic things. There's a couple in there where I'm like, no, this definitely needed to go on there. But as a rule, I'm going to try and pick things that probably no one else would pick, just to give you a little more bang for your buck, listener. Okay. So, you know. Can't, can't fault that, actually. Well, we'll see how it goes. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you will. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, yet. <laughs> exactly. So, All right, then. Let's do this. Let's get into the segment which kicks off every show, most every show anyway. It's called The Recount. Who wants a recount? Who? 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 Who wants a recount? Who? 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 Who wants a recount? Who? 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 Who wants a recount? The Recount, the newsroom, the Prazula. <laughs> let's go. Boy. Perfect. <laughs> But I'm actually going to start off rather than the vote. I'm going to shout, start off with a big shout out to a show which I guested on that the episode is dropping tomorrow from time of recording. will be out by the time that you hear this. It's Screen Run podcast with the Lady Wan and Chris. Mm -hmm. Screen Run is uh, every season they do kind of a filmmaker's entire filmography and do an episode on each film. So they do like Kevin Smith. Third season, John Carpenter. Oh, oh that's and right. Ooh. Coming to the end of, and I got on to do The Ward, the very last film that John Carpenter ever made and then they've got one episode left to sort of wrap it all up but uh, Screen Run fabulous podcast wonderful people very very welcoming very enjoyable so I will drop the link into the show notes here uh, so that you can go along and check that out and then become a regular listener the lady one people will may know her from the regular guest appearances on the Binge Movies podcast the rival to Wayne's laugh for the best <laughs> in <laughs> podcasting hey I'm interested so if nothing else, and I'm going to have her on because we're going to have a laugh off. We have to do some funny episode with those yes. two. Imagine how many people will complain about that. <laughs> her laugh is delightful. Yours is piercing. That's what I meant. Hence recognizable. <laughs> but anyway, there we are. Not, not to listen to it just for Lady One's laugh, but you do need to check out and compare it for your own ears right. who has the right. more distinctive laugh. So thank you to them. Now to the vote from a couple of weeks ago. Top 10 Asian films. And what won your vote? 34 votes in the Facebook listening community this week. It was a resounding victory for I, 26 votes Not to a Wayne, surprise. 8. Mina Harker, okay, Dan said, voting for Paul, but I would have voted for whomever had the balls to have a Russian film on their list. <laughs> Matt Michelle <laughs> said, vote for Paul. Again, sorry, Wayne, his 2, 3, 4 clinched it, and I've got some Asian films to watch from both your lists, which is nice. That's nice. Uh, Troy Spinner, the man who puts the list together every week, said, would have loved to have heard lists from individual countries in Asia rather than Asian cinema as a whole. 
Thank you, Choi. I would have liked that as well. Listen, when you're white, you get to select Asians. Me, I just fucking call us all Asians. <laughs> uh, anyone who's come over from Stu's podcast listening to this, Wayne is Asian. Just, yeah, yeah, sorry. Just, <laughs> sorry, I should have make that clear. Choi said, haven't seen his number 10, but I might number 10, but his 931 are all absolute bangers. All right. That's and nice Chris Uni said, voting Wayne, because at least have one film that isn't solely Eastern Asian. You all left out like 95% of the continent, which is not wrong. There you go. There we are. That's uh, this week's recount. Hooray. Fell over the line, well I'm done. sure. This one will be an interesting one today because Wayne's coming out at left field. Stu and I maybe more traditionally, but Stu has interesting taste. One thing we've got to mention at the top of the show is Stu likes to rag on me for my scoring and film. So this could be a, a, fun, oh, good. a fun exercise. <laughs> I don't, you know what, I give you crap, I give you crap, but that's only because I get so much of it because of my taste in movies. <laughs> I totally respect everything you say. A matter of fact, two movies on this list. One I put on here specifically because <laughs> I know. know you like it. Oh, okay, right. And that was in favor of you. And one I know I've given you crap about not liking. Okay, well, that will be fun. <laughs> Let's get into it then. On the other side of this music cue, the top 10 action comedies. Is the subject of this week's countdown. We've got Stu from the Stu World Order podcast here with us as our guest today. And of course, we always let the guests lead off. So Stu, what is your 10th best action comedy? All right. So I told you I put one on here because I know you and I both love it, even if other people in the world are kind of mixed on it. Hmm. Uh, it doesn't really have the long standing legs of a lot of other movies, but came out last year. I was a big fan of Bullet Train. So I threw it wow. onto the list. Hey, nice. Nice. I like yeah, the Bullet the, Train. Uh, Brad Pitt and Aaron Taylor Johnson is. Did I get that right? Yep, and Bi- Brian Tyree Henry. I I thought this movie was so funny. I ended up seeing it twice. I saw it in theaters without my wife for some reason, and then when it came out on streaming later, I was like, "Oh, you got to watch this movie." It feels like to me a little bit funnier Guy Ritchie movie where there's just all these disparate elements, and you find out how they all kind of coalesce into one point and. I'm sure it's one of those movies like none of the plot points make sense. And if you sit there and pick at it, it's it's stupid <laughs> as hell. But I really like the way everything came together at the end. And uh, I, I don't know the actor's name, the guy from John Wick 4. I thought he was great how he comes in and uh, he's kind of like the real hero. So this won't be the last time we hear about this, at least on my end of the list. But I like the subversion of the white savior trope. Like, you think this is all about Brad Pitt coming into Japan and saving the day. Okay, but, yeah. you know, it's actually the the people of that culture that are the actual hero of the movie when you get to the end. That's a nice point. Very good point. And I thoroughly agree. Entertaining, very fun film. I liked it. Some great sequences and some awesome action. And, yeah, I got a fair few laughs at it. Mainly out of, as you say, Brad Pitt's sort of bumbling kind of um, just I'm so unlucky character and all the, the bad luck that sort of happens to him through the course of the film. Yeah, it was cool looking, but I, I remember thinking myself, I don't know what, I just expected a lot from Brad Pitt. I'm like, ooh, it's a Brad Pitt movie. I haven't seen one in a few years. And then it's like, you know, he's dressed in like a digital marketer. He's a little depressed. I'm like, oh, okay. But, 
But all right, all right, cool. That's no, no. Yeah, big surprise, mate. Okay, all right. I'll go. I'll go next, shall I? Given that uh, Wayne has some surprises in store, I'm not sure how many surprises are on my list. This is one of those films that it does blend in with another genre. And initially, I was going to be purely like, nah, it's just going to be action and just going to be comedy. But I saw too many lists online that had lots and lots of different films that fall into sort of another genre as well. So this one could also be classified as an action, as an adventure film. Sorry. It's uh, from Stephen Summers in 1999. It's The Mummy, the remake of The oh, Mummy. Oh, okay. Brendan Fraser, oh, Rachel Weisz. I thought that would be way higher on your list. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really, really dig this film. Uh, I think it's just that perfect blend of it is legitimately funny at times, particularly Brendan Fraser at the height of his charismatic powers. Of course, we're getting a resurgence in a latter career form from him now. The way he and Rachel Weisz bounce off each other, who's amazing in this film too. She's gorgeous. She's also strong and tough as nails. It's, it's great that they have got away from that whole you know, girl is just a damsel in distress. John Hannah's funny. No, oh, no, bitches need to hit stuff now. Yeah. That's, that's how it is. Kevin yeah. J. O'Connor is, is pretty great <laughs> as the as the villainous foil Benny. Uh, like they're interplay back and forth between uh, what's his name? Brent, what's Brendan Fraser's character's name in the in the film? I'm fucking blanking out here. What is his Rick, name? Rick. Oh, Rick really? O'Connell. Yeah. Okay. Rick and Benny back and forth. And you're on the wrong side of the river, Benny. <laughs> <laughs> that whole exchange. <laughs> so I think the comedy there is funny as well. And then, yeah, the, the action adventure stuff is, is pretty great. So, yeah. Every, every woman wanted Britain Fraser back then, man. It was all Not just every woman, I'm pretty sure. Yes, you're right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think everybody wanted Brendan Fraser. Yep. I see a lot of memes that are just, uh, my sexual orientation is the cast of The Mummy from yeah, 1999. <laughs> That's fair. And then, uh, of course, what's his name? Imhotep. The guy who played him yeah. as well. Is it, Ar- mm. is it, is it Arnold Vosselu? The bald dude, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he was back at the height of his uh, bald powers as well. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Very nice, very nice. Um, okay, so as you might think, uh, an unusual one. Um, this is a f- underrated comedy, in my opinion. One that I, su- I wasn't expecting anything from, and I just find myself laughing scene after scene after scene. It's Undercover Brother. Oh, that's right. Undercover Brother is from 2002. Okay. It's got like. So this is one of those films where they jump once or twice or swig a punch. <laughs> Dude, there's a scene in this film where, one, where <laughs> there's a fight scene. So, fight scene. Okay. All right? All right. And some dude actually swings and kicks another guy in the ass, right? And when the foot connects with the asshole, it turns into like that fucking Romeo <laughs> must die kind of like. X-rays like the thing, and you oh, see the foot going ass. inside his asshole. <laughs> I'm like, this is pure class. It, it's about um, <laughs> it's look. It's a in the in the early aughts, there was still those to call them a black exploitation movie like the 70s is not the same thing. No, but it's a largely African American film, and it's about because now, now it's <laughs> deliberately taking the piss. Exactly, and this is about an Afro American organization called the and Brotherhood, but it's in like dot 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 Brotherhood. It's like an acronym. And they're in. It's stupid. They're in a permanent fight against some white organization. It's just black and white jokes, right? Fair enough. In it is the Dave Chappelle's in it. People like all the people you would really know in. But like Denise Richards is in it, looking better than she's ever looked. Ooh, which is a big call good. after Starship Troopers. I know, and fucking that fucking wild things. Wild things, yeah, of course. Yeah, but every single joke in this is hilarious, and it's done in such. It's executed in such a way that you get the actual filter of this is ridiculous. Check out this scene. And then and every single time it's funny. So I'm telling you, if you haven't seen it and you're in a silly mood. I have seen it. Yeah. It's definitely worthwhile. Don't remember much about it, but I've definitely seen it. Yeah. This is the thing. I, even I have to look back on it and go, oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. But like the scenes themselves are, yeah. It's obviously you'll forget it because it's a comedy, but you'll enjoy it while you're there. Is it not an action comedy? Yes. Action comedy, but sure. definitely a comedy. So. <laughs> 
God, I remember it. of it. I've definitely never seen it. It's so like a forgotten film, and again, very underrated. But like, it's you know, OJ Simpson's in it. <laughs> that's not. That's not. That's not a pro. Well, there's a real murder in it, Paul. <laughs> well, there you go. Can't argue with that one. All right, there you go. Naked Gun's <laughs> own OJ Simpson. <laughs> For your number nine. Uh, so here's a little insider baseball on how I make lists. Mm. I go my 10 through one and my 10 is always something specific. I know like this is the movie that I'm just going to squeeze on the list for a very specific reason. Bullet Train was my 10 because it's recent and I wanted to give Paul to, something to talk about because I know we liked it. Wait. So all of my list number nine is actually where I'm kind of squeezing in what should theoretically be my last movie. So I'm looking at a list of a whole bunch of movies I have written as number nine and I think... Last second decision. I'm going to go with The Nice Guys. Oh, yeah. Really underrated movie. I know the people who like this movie love this movie. I've seen it once. I remember it being a ton of fun. I just remember thinking, like, Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling had way better chemistry than I thought they should. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Gosling is one of those guys, I think, when he gets to be funny, when you get into, like, crazy, stupid love Gosling or anything like that, that's where he's so much better. When he does something like Drive and it's just like, I would like to go to sleep instead of watching this movie. Thank you. (laughs) It doesn't work for me. That's why I'm so excited for Barbie. He's going to be phenomenal in Barbie because he's going to be having fun. And yeah, that's it. I want... I want fun, laugh-worthy Ryan Gosling, really good chemistry with Russell Crowe, who clearly for the last five to ten years has been in his I-don't-give-a-fuck mode of movie making. He's just, like, even something terrible like The Man with the Iron Fist, he's just like, ah, I'm just here to screw around, it's great. <laughs> Russell Crowe just is like, fuck it, I'm eating for the worst of yeah. my life. That, that's, he's also that's like, what's yeah. going on. Yeah. He's also like, I don't need to be in gladiator shape anymore, so I ain't gonna nope. be. Uh, and especially in like what the last two years he's just in the the stage of his career where it's just like i'm just gonna do silly accents and see how that works out for me <laughs> pope's exorcist we're looking at you yeah yeah you know what and i for love and thunder yes. and yes. the upcoming craven the hunter is he in that yeah and the commercial has him doing a russian accent oh okay brilliant i mean you know no look 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 he hasn't willis out. Do you know what I mean? So far. No, Like, no, he's still not doing at all. movies that actually hit the cinema and stuff like that. So, you know, to be fair. And and to take your point about Rygos, I really like it when attractive men are funny. Um, yes. Like, because it shows that they actually have this interest and can actually be, like, amusing on top of getting bitches. So it's really cool. Women. <laughs> I, I meant to say that about Bullet Train. Like, I've always said, if Brad Pitt didn't look like Brad Pitt, he would have been one of the best comedic actors of all time. Oh, but yeah. But he looks like Brad Pitt, so instead he does Troy. And, you know, he looks like Brad Pitt, so are you going to tell him he can't do Troy? Well, remember... No, no exactly. And remember 12 Monkeys, where he on purpose yeah. crossed eyes and stuff, and, all sort of thing? and that worked too. So, you know, the uh, guy's just... What did bomb. he do again? <laughs> <laughs> that was his uh, audition. I don't know if you've seen it. <laughs> Uh, yes, good call. Nice one. All right, nice choice for number nine. My number nine is an animated film, so it won't be anywhere near Wayne's list at the very least. It's The Incredibles, as directed by Brad Bird. I think this film is one of the greatest animated films ever. I, I think agree. It's a perfect... And remember, this is back 2004, before we had even the Marvel Cinematic Universe and before Nolan's trilogy had started DC or kick-started the dark version of DC. Yet, this still managed to poke fun in a really enjoyable, interesting way at the superhero sort of genre, as well as creating this really warm-hearted connection between this family and then had some absolute killer kick-ass action sequences like when they're fighting the big 
Buddy Robot and they're fighting whatever Jason Lee's character's name is. So I cannot remember off the top of my head, which is brilliant. Like, Syndrome? Yeah. Syndrome. That's Thank right. you. That's Syndrome. It. That's it. Yes. I've heard people say that that The Incredibles is the perfect act, uh, superhero film, like in terms of what, like, because it's all new characters. You never heard of them before. The cool thing about it was everyone, like the dad was strong because that's what dads have to be. The mom reaches for everything. So the mom's like, super plastic, flexible. Flexible, exactly. that's what moms are. <laughs> okay. But it was more that she reaches for like... <laughs> I, I, I know, I, I know. I know what you meant. I know what you meant. I know, and that's why I thought... I I Yes. How do you think she got to be a mom? You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> and then like the daughter was emo, so she got invisible, uh-huh. and the kid ran everywhere because the little motherfuckers run places, yep. right? So yeah, that was the cool. And then shit. the baby had. Uh, oh, the baby! Jack Jack had all the powers of one of the best characters I think ever put in a superhero in any film. Actually, it's awesome. So, uh, are you a fan of the Incredibles, Stu, or not? Not for you. Uh, you know what? I've only ever seen chunks of it. I've never just sat down and watched the... I know, it seems so weird that I've never watched and The Incredibles. you Syndrome's name. <laughs> I did. I, it's one of those things, like, pop culturally, I just know things. Oddly, I never considered any animated films for this list, so now I feel like I probably just missed a whole chunk of stuff that could be on here. But no, that's a good call. What I've seen, I like. Do you like animated films in general? Like, is it... Oh, a ton. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The I, the first time I came on when we did remakes, my number go. one suggestion was actually non-Disney animated films, but Paul told me you wouldn't want to have done that. That is correct. <laughs> Wayne, Wayne is not I, a... I'm not much for the uh, for the animated films, no. Yeah, um, no. There's nothing wrong with that. You like what you like. I mean, but you know what? Having said that, I do. there are some amazing ones, obviously like Spider-Man and stuff like that. Like Spider-Man, that you just can't yeah. go past. So yeah, but yeah, there's no animated films on my... Shock! Feel any better? No horror. There you go. Anyway, so I'm representing here with my number nine, The Incredibles. What do you got, Wayne? Okay, my number nine is um, Tag. Tag okay. is fucking. Now remember, yeah. Paul. I know Paul's going. This isn't action. Oh Paul, God, someone jumps. Jeremy Renner broke. <laughs> Jeremy Renner broke both his arms shooting this film. Okay, when he jumped through that thing, there's slow mo. There's guy, jumping around. There's this slapping. Is a guy who this... can't even clear snow off his sidewalk. Don't be a cunt. He's almost killed. died. He almost died. You prick. He's fucking Hawkeye. What the fuck? Boy, that's a what the that's f- a Wayne line. I, I would have expected. Everyone's all like Wayne's real harsh. Paul's a cunt. So. <laughs> I was like, hey, remember that time Jerry? Yeah, remember Renner that motherfucker was dying? Well, Jesus! Have you uh, seen the doc- like the, 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 the 16 Minutes article? He's almost dead, Paul. Too soon? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> for what it's worth, his performance in Tag is the fried titties, my friend. It's so funny. It's a very funny film. I like the film. I just don't think it's like, an action film. It is definitely an action comedy. Action, action comedy. They are running, but also <laughs> jumping through running. windows, jumping over like shit, and he's actually fighting people by throwing shit in their face in slow-mo. If this is an action, then Paul's a nice guy. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even fathom the film that you've left off your list for this film on an action comedy list. That's Tag that's the real tragedy always, today. Always in, my, always in my tan. I'm like, I don't know where this is going to go, but here's where it is. Tag is one of... Jesus, you couldn't film. be more wrong if your asshole was on backwards. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Funny, good film. Nice, warm-hearted ending as well, which I right? enjoyed. Perfect notes. One of the relatively few comedies that manages to sustain laughs throughout. So, yeah. Uh-huh. And action-y. <laughs> Uh, well done, you got that. <laughs> Please do. You're number eight. Uh, so my number eight definitely has more action than tag. It's it's one of those really <laughs> good. I don't uh, see how. Balance. I don't see how. I walked over here today, <laughs> stepped around a drain. You more action than tag. Big fat vagina. 
but it uh it also stars Harry Potter. Oh. It is uh, Guns Akimbo. Oh, uh, yeah, okay, jeez. Yeah, I really like this. I think Samara Weaving has done two of these kind of like action takedowns that are a comedy movie, I thought, with this and Mayhem. Yeah. And I kind of had them running neck and neck, but I liked this one a lot more. I thought this one had... I don't know, a little bit more to say about the action genre. And I really, I just love Harry Potter man, Daniel Radcliffe. I love that he and Elijah Wood just both decided, like, we've made more yes. money than God. 100%. And now we're just going to do whatever the hell projects we want to do. They're man. doing Russell Crowe about 15 years before Russell Crowe. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This and was like the guy gets guns stapled to his hand and gets put into, like, a weird reality show competition thing. I thought it... It kind of loses its own plot a little bit in yeah. like its last yeah. ten minutes. Yeah, but I I still really enjoyed the ride. It's so weird, and Very it fair. is yeah. Everyone likes there's there's guys like this in Hollywood. It is you said Elijah Wood absolutely, uh, Daniel Radcliffe. The other guy is motherfucking um, the vampire dude Robert Pattinson. Oh yeah, you know I mean? these yeah. guys are like okay, so we made our bones early, and now it's just let's do good. And it turns out they're actually good. Like Robert Pattinson, Batman. What the hell? Who knew that was coming? So these, um, yeah, everyone loves, I think, or at least like, cinephiles do love that about these actors. And they're doing kitschy shit, so it's like, yeah, whatever. I'm not sure Robert Pattinson is kitschy shit is Batman, though. Sorry, yeah, he's, he, but like he proved his bones as an actor like between that. And then he starts getting Nolan films and he starts getting like, the, you know, so like he's become, he's, yeah, you're right, he's big up. But he started off doing weird shit, like after... What's it? Twilight. Would do yeah, that but like? between Twilight and Batman, he did have that window where he was doing that like weird indie shit. So yeah, I I could see it until yes, he, did he did Batman did. again. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and, and so. Tenet, but yeah, Tenet, yeah. So all right, fair enough. Uh, me and for my number eight, jeez, I'm not ready. This is a classic. This one is absolutely fueled by nostalgia, and maybe also from recently being on screen run and listening to pretty much the whole season of their episodes about John Carpenter. I'm talking Kurt Russell as the sidekick in Big Trouble in Little China. Sure. That film, sure. very funny, very clever, sort of piss take. Again, a little bit what you were saying before, Stu, this is the, you think Kurt Russell's the hero and he's the white saviour, but he does fuck all in that movie except make an ass <laughs> yeah, of himself. He's, he's completely useless. And uh, spoiler alert, this is my number seven. Hey, all right. So you've <laughs> got Dennis Dunn as, as Wang. Wang is the hero of this film. He's the one that kicks all the ass. He's the one that takes it to the baddies and, and if with, not for him they would have all been died killed and it's his girl they're meat. saving right yeah the green yes. eyed girl from that's China. right yep. yeah this whole thing of Kurt Russell is actually the sidekick but he doesn't know it I didn't know that until 20 years after the until show until we did it on a, a sidekicks episode I brought it up yeah I was like what the hell he is the sidekick although he does catch the knife at the end and throw it back at the he does a couple of fan things. dude or whatever yeah. yeah so it's all in the reflexes exactly but that's why like <laughs> do you think that was did they mean to make yes. that show? Did they? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. 100%. Carpenter and Russell were, were in on this joke. Wow. Why didn't they? Yeah, this was it? a movie, when I first watched it, I thought like, all right, that was good, but, you know, not amazing. And then I just kept thinking about it, and I realized like, oh, the whole movie's a subversion on what you're actually expecting. And I, I grew to love it so much more than like within the first couple minutes after I watched it. I just, I couldn't ca stop thinking about like, God, that movie was really smart. It was really smart. You know what? Because it was in the 80s, when Russell is hamming it up, I thought that was just normal. Like, Son of a bitch must pay. Awesome. You know? I'm like, yeah, that's what people say, right? 
Boom. Now, Dwayne Wheeler. You look that sucker right in the eye and you say, the check is in the mail. I know. All this platitude shit. But again, it was the 80s. That's how people talked in the movies. So, I don't know. It's, it's great that it lasted so long. That's what I'm saying. Good, uh, good. Uh, some fun fight scenes. I wouldn't say it's the greatest fight scenes in the history of the universe, but they are certainly memorable. And having some of those fantastical gods or demigods, or whatever, flashing yeah, around, and lightning yeah. coming out, and you know, the guy goes big and then explodes. The ball with the eyes always <laughs> freaked me out. <laughs> okay, very fun stuff. Yeah. So, Big Trouble Little China's my number eight, and it sounds like Stu's number seven. So, anything Already. else you want to say about Big Trouble Little China, Stu? No, like we talked about, it's really smart. Kurt Russell, an amazing performance, and. Oh, James, what's his, I forget his last Hong? name. Hong? I think so, yeah. Like, he's he's great in everything. It's always good to see him in things. And he's one of those actors, like, every time I see him, I think of Wayne's World 2, because that was the first yes. time I remember, like, really <laughs> recognizing him, coughing up T- his T- own testicles. T. Carey's father, right? Yes. yes. Uh, and now I just love him in everything, so. He's yeah. great, yes. I think he just got a star on the Hollywood Walk. Walk of Fame, Did he? I think. Yeah, he's he's super old too. Like, isn't he in his nineties? Yeah, for sure. He yeah. was in his nineties yeah. in the eighties. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he always looked old. Well, here's the fucking joke. James Hong is actually David Lopan, and David Lopan is still acting in Hollywood. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, my number eight, folks, is uh, speaking of nostalgia. This is another one from the eighties. Hmm, I always liked this show. No one's going to agree with me. It's Spies Like Us. I was a huge fan of this. This is Chevy Chase, Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd, and no one else. And um, it is about this is the premise, right? So the U.S. government finds that the Russians have because it's the eighties, you know, they have an ICBM launcher, and they're like, let's send a crack team in there, but let's also send dickheads in there to be a decoy. (laughs) And then so so Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd are actually like they they get caught cheating in a public service exam, and they're like, cool, let's make them the agents, send them to Russia. This is actually probably for me the finest form for these two comedian actors to be in. And it was pure class at the time. I remember the u- prolific use of Uzi submachine guns, which I was very, very uh, enthusiastic about in the 80s. I don't remember this film at all. Oh, God. It's really good. It's set in, well, it's set in like Pakistan and then fucking the snowy ass places. Yep. And, but uh, lots and lots of action, lots of stupid, stupid jokes, and lots of. Um, Kind of pratfall. It's like 80s humor. It's 80s humor, but I always, always oh, love it. it's Chevy Chase humor, yeah. Chevy Chase humor back in that day. But like, um, it's the type of thing that I rented on Betamax multiple times. <laughs> Betamax. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, early adopter Asian family that had fucking Betamax video. <laughs> and I would walk into this we like... had Betamax as well for Did a while. you? Yeah. Oh, well done. Uh, well, I would walk, into, walk into the video store and it'd be like this little yeah. tiny fucking... That's picture. right! There's this like warehouse in, in the double F where I live, where I grew up where it was like literally like the biggest video store I've ever seen with layers and layers up to the ceiling and then there was this pissant little room of 10 videos <laughs> with Betamax and it looked like shit and I was like this is bullshit and you, everything was always out so you know and we graduated to VHS like 1987 or something like that and I remember I vividly remember going to that one of these big warehouse video stores yeah. and still going to the Betamax section and my dad's like what are you doing we're at VHS now I'm like no dad I want to see what I don't have to look at anymore <laughs> And then I can go over to everything else. I want to see how the other half yes. is living down there. <laughs> Speaking of which, I remember this story you told me, right? Where, because in the video store, they didn't, back when we were kids, they didn't have a separate section for R rated movies. So it was just kind of next to the new releases. And so what you would do is pretend to look at the new releases and glance over at the titty films, right? And then one, <laughs> and then Paul said one time that he was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just going to look. So we just, Stood in front of the titty film and looked 
for like one minute. And he's like, okay, that's enough. And he goes back. And then some dude walks in and just goes, yoink, 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 yoink. yoink. Takes like 20 of them, walks to the counter. I'd like to take out a membership, thanks. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but yeah, sorry, that aside, that is the type of thing that went through. And by the way, I only, I only turned it to do to VHS because I wanted a video machine that fed the cassette in instead of putting it in that stupid drawer and pushing it down. So there was a cool. There you go. Uh, Spies yeah. like us. <laughs> that's, that's why VHS won the war, because yeah. they could pull the tape in. Yes, and also BMX is like such a better format with f- actual closer to film stock, and VHS is the shit. That's what I've heard. I've heard like actual film people will always stick up for Betamax, but I never had one. I can't attest to anything. Yeah, well, when we shot our bullshit movie, we were going to shoot it on Betamax, but the camera is too expensive, so we used Super VHS. Yes. <laughs> Uh, the 80s, 90s, yeah. whatever. Uh, we all want honest. Reap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's one of those things, you want it to, you've got it. Exactly. Trust us. Uh, okay, so what's that? So back around you, seven for Big Trouble in Little China. So we're back yep. to moi for my number seven. And look, there's only one way to introduce my number seven, and it goes like this. <laughs> it oh, is Lethal Weapon 2. Two. Oh, it's right. my favorite of the series, Lethal Weapon 2. Uh, is the quintessential buddy action comedy film as far as I'm concerned. One is great. One is fantastic. Most people probably will say one is the best. But for me, the addition of Patsy, South- Kensett. Patsy Kensett and the South African <laughs> villains who had such an accent to make fun of when I was very late 80s <laughs> and early 90s. Diplomatic immunity. It's just been revoked. <laughs> I think it still makes me laugh so hard to think that Danny Glover was like 43 when he shot these films. He's like, I'm too close to retirement. That's why when Predator 2 happened, I'm like, did they? How come he's young now? Yes. <laughs> they grab his hair a little bit and off, and off he goes. He might be the one exception to the rule of, a, of an African-American man who looks older than his years. Well, they made him look older. Black still, still doesn't crack. Yeah. But like, you know. <laughs> without, without, but that back and forth between he and Mel Gibson. I know Mel Gibson's been cancelled and, and all the rest of it. And, and thoroughly he's back now. It's been like 200 years. Don't worry about yeah, it, man. The point I'm saying is I understand he's a problematic individual, but it doesn't change the fact he made he was in, in some wonderfully awesome action comedy films. Look, was the guy. And that back and forth between, even that start of that film, remember where it starts where they're chasing some dude and that was the best. And uh, you know, he's reprising his, his sprint on, on, you know, yeah. And he's like, woo, woo. And, and like, like, you'll make it, like, you'll make it, you'll make it. No, I'm not going to make it. You'll make it, make it. Oh, I guess you weren't going to make it. But then, you know what? There was so much noise in that opening scene that you can barely hear what he's saying, but everyone in the cinema was laughing. And I was like, this is really good shit. Richard Donner, uh, one of the great action comedy filmmakers of, of all time, rest in peace. So, Except Paul. Richard Donner used to do this thing in those movies where oh, instead slow. of slow-mo, he would have these the frames run into each other, so it was yeah. blurry. And we were like, what the fuck is he doing? It still worked as a style. But it is weird <laughs> that he did that and got away with it. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Are uh, you a fan at all of the Lethal Weapon series, Stu? I, Lethal Weapon, the first one, was one of my number nines that I decided not to go with. Nice. Uh, I really like it. I always feel like going for a comedy was almost the wrong route, because I remember watching Lethal Weapon and getting really invested in... I don't know, the mental health struggle that Mel Gibson's character is having and like, Mm. oh my God, this guy's going to kill himself. And then like half an hour later, everything's getting played for laughs. And I just, I always felt like, okay, but there was a different direction. I maybe kind of wish this movie had gone in, but I still like it. And it's, it's honorable mentions because of, you know, Mel Gibson makes me feel squiggy. Fair enough. (laughs) Remember the opening scene where he's in, he's doing the drug deal and he's whatever in the, in the tree, Christmas tree thing. And then the gunfight breaks out. And he's firing on the floor, and he's rolling and firing. I thought, that was cooler than shit. It was just really mm-hmm. cool. I thought you were going to say when he went, eeny, meeny, money. And I don't. Yeah. <laughs> that too <Okay>. was good. 
All right, Lethal Weapon 2 is my number seven. Wayne, what's yours? Right, my number seven. We're um we're not quite at the eighties, but we've 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 come back to the nineties. This is a, a an old favorite movie of mine. It's called Sneakers. I've heard of it. Okay. okay. Well, let me tell you about Watched Sneakers. Watched it once at the drive-ins. Never saw it again. Really? Yeah. I've seen this. I've seen this as. Can't as, tell you if it's got enough action in it or whether people just jump and run. <laughs> I saw this. As, well, they're all wearing sneakers. Yeah. So they're definitely running. <laughs> that's one one step towards an action film. I saw it last year. Okay. That's that's how often I see this thing, right? And it's it's got Robert Redford in it. Okay, Dan Aykroyd, River Phoenix. Um, Who would have thought that on a top ten action comedies list, Dan Aykroyd would make two entries Dan in Wayne's Aykroyd. first four films? I, anyone action. who knows action comedy would know it, Paul. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck international you're action from. star Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's like, I stand resolute, motherfucker. Well, it is a comedy heist action film as well. So this is like basically what it is is that. In the and again, there's lots of retro tech in here, which I do love. But back in the '90s, Robert Redford has these bunch of people, or his his team, Dan Aykroyd, River Phoenix, a bunch of other people, and companies hire them to try and crack into their company digitally, electronically, whatever, to test their security. Sydney Poitier in this. Poitier, film? how could I forget? Sydney Poitier, right? The film itself, the vibe of the film is so hilariously funny for its time, even, but it's almost a spy, almost action, almost comedy. action. No. no, almost spy action comedy. Listen, listen, bitch, it's an action <laughs> comedy, right? Go ahead and Wikipedia it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, probably one of my, uh, th- the most perfect films for its time that I've seen. If you haven't checked it out, it would be absolutely, I totally recommend it. It's still good. Safe for kids? Um, or are they too convoluted? Well, kids might not be interested because there's too much plot. But but it's still def- it, it's, it's safe for kids. It might even be PG for all I know. Yeah, that's my vague recollection. Okay. Yeah, so there you go. Sneakers. I was going to say that's a that's a tough call for Wayne and I. We don't have kids. I just imagine my my niece is two and a half now. I'm waiting till she turns six, and then it's like, man, you're getting all the Jason movies. Just come on over. <laughs> God, my sister in law will never talk to me again. Yeah, it's going to be a little traumatic. Um, oh, you don't have kids? There's so few of us. Nope. Wow. There you go. No longer a unicorn, Wayne. No longer yeah, a unicorn. Yeah, what can I say? <laughs> All right. What do you got, Stu, for your number six? All right. My number six, we are going back to the 80s. And I may get a low on this one, but I'll take it. If so, I have a much more comedy than action, but definitely action comedy Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, yeah. Good, Good call. Yeah. Good call. Good call. Yeah. I almost had this Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy was like, what, 23 when he made this? It's absurd. He's, Dude. He's such a shining star in this. And I would say... The only reason it's this slow is it's like a hundred percent comedy, and the action scenes are like a, a, yeah, a right. D minus. Like they're okay. Really, I thought the but... action was good. He was jumping around a mansion, shooting his gun. He was jumping. Yeah, you know I'm saying he was jumping. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you guys call action, but that's what it is. I don't remember if we had that conversation in this episode with, or before it, but basically, Wayne how at much... some point was like. Well, as long as it's got some you know, kinetic movement in it, it's an action film. Running, jumping, and so on. Also, this is like so much gunfights. With how much Wayne loves running and jumping, I don't know why he didn't score Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> Sounds like that's all he looks for in it's movies. It's why I'm a Tom Cruise fan. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, everybody was caught. Dude, Eddie Murphy was like 21 or 22 when he did Delirious. And if you watch it, yeah. it's like, I can't believe a kid has that much Delirious, stage presence. Delirious, Belly Cup, Raw, all in that sort of three-year window. He was a huge, even Boomerang, I loved all of his shit, Eddie Murphy, man. That was the bomb. Like, Coming to America? Yeah, he's still yeah. a vampire He's still the, the <laughs> oh, highest yeah. grossing Saturday Night Live cast member, right? Like, the last I heard a couple he years ago, he was. He would have He would have to be. Will Ferrell, I would imagine. Maybe? I was going to say, it's like, it's got to be him or Farrell, yeah. but I don't think Farrell has passed him. Okay. 
Yep. That's amazing. And it's, you know, these movies were so good and he's, he manages to take the most obnoxious laugh until Wayne came into <laughs> the pop culture zeitgeist and make it endearing just like Wayne has. So, I mean, you got to respect that. You got to respect somebody who has that Broke laugh. Yeah. And the first two times you hear it, you're like, no, I can't. <laughs> and then the third or fourth time, you're like, all right, I love this guy. So, isn't it? Wayne to Eddie Murphy, a one to one ratio right there. <laughs> if only. Um, yeah, no, that's, uh, yeah. Uh, Bill's Cop was a, was, a, was a seminal sort of TV movie of my youth. And Bill's Cop 2, I like too. Uh, I, I know like most people well. don't. No, no, three is the one where it all goes. Oh, the P was three off, PG. Off the fucking rails. It became stupid. But number two, uh, yeah, where they had what Judge Reinhold's character become a bit of a badass. That's cool. Like, he was like into guns. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Cool. Nice, nice cool. choice. All right, my number six is a film which is relatively new. And so it's nice to, and I've got a few of these on my list from 2016. It's uh, Ryan Reynolds in definitely now, I believe, his most iconic role, Deadpool. Low! Yeah, okay. Also low, also <laughs> low. Okay, so on all three of our lists. All right, let's talk about Deadpool, Paul. Deadpool's fucking hilarious. It's, uh, it's action isn't as good as some superhero films, but it's still entertaining. But it's, it's, it's Ryan Reynolds, it's comedy, it's so many funny lines, so many. Just the opening credit sequence. How good is that? Angel of the Morning, that opening sequence. Yes, I remember like laughing and gaping at the same time when I in the cinema. I'm like, oh, first of all, I love Juice Newton, <laughs> so that's great. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but um, but to, to hear that song and the the most like ironically that song, the and the slow mo and the credits being you know produced by this. asshats yep. and like I was like, this is so good. And you say not as much action. It was the action itself was amazing. I thought like for a for a show like this. Ryan Reynolds obviously born to do the the, the role. Oh, for sure. Uh, and I think James Gunn says this is his favorite superhero movie of all time. So, Interesting. Yeah. Oh, it feels like it. Yeah, I had... I didn't want to litter this list with comic book movies because of what my podcast is. So I was going to include either Deadpool or Thor Ragnarok or the, the Suicide Squad. So oh, obviously yeah. the James Gunn connection right there, but I decided Deadpool was the best of all of them. It's going to come up on the list later on, like I said. it's Yeah, it's so good. It's, it's picture-perfect casting, and we all saw the highway scene because Ryan Reynolds yes. had leaked it when it was, like, incomplete and CGI. And for us to have already seen that... And then when you get into theaters, you still see it, but now it's complete and it's even better. And mm -hmm. you don't sit there like, oh, I've already seen this. Let's get to everything else because it's it's just so good. Well, the actual plot was relatively simple, but so effective. So, I mean, this is why it was just about the the most successful wink and nod to the audience ever, I think. This is this type of movie. So, yeah, I'm into it, man. Well, we all agree. Great film. Deservedly, clearly, on this list. So that's the first one that maybe the only one that we'll get across all three. We'll find out. Right. What do you got next, Wayne? My number six is a, a movie that Paul and I became friends over. Hey. It is Tango, <laughs> Tango and Cash, and Cash, Cash, <laughs> Cash Tango. Tango, Tango and Cash. Uh, here we have Sly Stallone and Kurt Russell buddying up, and I used to see them on the Arsenio Hall show being like interviewed. They were actually friends. Like they kind of became. You could see that they were bros, right? Nice. Which is like, oh, cool. And it's about rival cops in some city, I guess, LA. It's your typical buddy, the most buddy cop film, even though they were rival cops. And the funny things about this is, like, right now you look at it and you think, why does a warehouse have a complicated self-destruct mechanism in it? It's just a warehouse. Why does the LA Police Department have a special weapons division with fucking, like, you know, armored cars and with tanks? The, uh, with a weird version of, of Q. <laughs> exactly. Yes. That was yeah. weird. Again, none of that mattered. Like, even the fact that Gabe Cash wanted to fuck Sylvester Stallone's sister 
It was later on, I thought, oh, you know what it is? These two men are in love with each other, but they can't have sex because neither of them are gay. So Kurt Russell is trying to fuck Sylvester Stallone's sister as an avatar for fucking him. Also, you know? Terry Hatcher at her prime. So. Terry Hatcher playing yes. drums on yeah. a stage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one of the greatest strip, strip sequences to uh, playing to Yaz's Don't Go. And she doesn't remove one item of clothing. I'm like, this is yeah. weird. <laughs> <laughs> Who would go to a nightclub and see that? <laughs> Actually, I probably would. So it's Terry Hatcher. It's Terry Hatcher, yeah. Terry Hatcher yeah. just dancing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely one of my favorites. One of the biggest letdowns of my life was like two, three years ago, you guys talked about this movie on a podcast and how much you both loved it. So I went home and watched it and I was like, Mm, oh no! Okay, I guess it was. I guess it was that you had to be there in the '80s with yeah. Paul and Wayne. So you hadn't seen it before. You go. Watch I had it. not seen Here's it before. Thing, if you knew what all we were pointing out, all the dumb shit like Kurt Russell's in a fucking change room, and then for some reason there's a table and chair there, and so he can in, it, the, in it, the toilets. In, in the, the uh, toilets, yeah. you know, or in a prison, like, there's a laundry next to a fucking cells. I, I don't know why. <laughs> it's just dumb <laughs> shit they did back then. <laughs> we're old. <laughs> Yeah, look, it, it's made my honourable mentions, but it did drop down when we rewatched it for the podcast a little bit, so I couldn't quite have it on my list. But I do have very fond memories of, of FUBAR. Oh, I still love FUBAR. Yeah. There yeah. you are. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, Stu, back around to you for your number five, top half of the list. So when I was on previously, we did the best remakes. This movie was much higher than me at, uh, for me at that point, but it makes number five for action comedies. It is Arnold Schwarzenegger's True Lies. Oh, no, slightly. Yeah, that's four. fair. That's fair. I, when I started making this list, it started off as my number two. Because I was like, oh, number one, definitely this. Number two was this. And then it just kind of slipped down a bit. This is one of those... 50-50 perfect blends of action and comedy, Great. and it's Schwarzenegger at the height of his power, everything that Jamie Lee Curtis does in this movie, the uh, ballsy, stupid but ballsy that you guys play, uh, it's one of the best <laughs> movies oh, no, fuck ever. Off, fuck off. <laughs> ballsy, stupid but ballsy. <laughs> That's I hit. follow someone on Twitch, and on Twitch you can like hit buttons and make sounds happen during their streams. And I, uh, I convinced her to put the ballsy but stupid but ballsy nice. on her uh, stream options. So. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, I love this movie. This movie's hilarious, and Schwarzenegger's another guy. When you let him just be funny, man, he's so good at it. He's so good, and maybe it took him a little bit of time to get there, but by this point he was in on the joke, and he was just having all the fun. And I love it. This movie holds up so well. I left this off on purpose because I knew it would be on you guys' list. Fair enough. But when we saw it the first time in the cinema, me and the boys, right? Paulie, of course, included. I, I think this is when I noticed James Cameron, not Aliens, not like any of the other stuff. This is when I'm like, this what? guy's a fucking genius. No. I know. I know, man. Wow. Um, but uh, this, is, this is your jams, spy. Totally. And, and the most successful version of that. Like, it doesn't get any better than this. And so... Um, I remember we walked out saying, in a word, spectacular. We just we just couldn't believe how good it was. And then the action on top of that. So, because it's James Cameron and he goes big with all the scenes and he's pushing the envelope in terms of special effects. And the opening scene at the chateau, and then you've got the that horse through chase through oh, the, the city up onto the roof of the of the building. That was cool. The where the the bad guy sort of lair, and then that iconic chase across the bridge with Jamie Lee Curtis dangling and, and well reaching up to grab his hand and the limousine drops that off the, the gap ship. in the bridge and yeah she's dangling there i just watched this with my daughter about really two, two three months ago for the first time Did she dig it uh she was totally blown away by that stunt like you know to make a 10 year old jaded 10 year old in this day and age <laughs> literally her jaw go 
ask you this. How did the Jamie Lee Curtis dancing scene go? Oh, that was a bit awkward. So yeah, just, I thought we, that would be a bit I think weird. we just sort of skipped through <laughs> okay. that. Okay. Yeah. She's like, why is she doing that? I'm like, because reasons fast forward. <laughs> 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 that's, that's the only sort of bit where it gets really. I mean, obviously, lots of people get shot, lots of people die, but it's not graphically violent, that film. At no, all. no, it's, it's played for less ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, as you said, Arnold Schwarzenegger is very good at, at comedy. So, yeah, this one had to be on the list. Unless you're leaving it off for, for reasons like you know it's going to be on everyone else's list. So, fair enough. There you go. Yeah. Okay. My number five is where I've got my other big adventure film. And I, I would have this as an adventure first, but it's undeniably the funniest in the series. It's the most successful in the series at being funny and combining some great action set pieces. I'm talking about Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. I would not call this a comedy at all. This is an adventure film with humor in it, oh, but uh, okay, man. <laughs> yeah, it's I like, know what action is and comedy. This all... is not a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> this is an adventure film with some laughs. That's what that is. <laughs> action is his name. Yeah, action, not comedy. <laughs> and the banter between these two is hilarious through the whole film. Mm, is it a comedy though? Yes. All it's right. Comedy. Sure. Uh, Let's fact. just say that it is, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On, on Wikipedia, it says action, adventure, comedy. Oh, so, does it? And it's on every list when you go through and check this out online. So that's what convinced okay. me to put it in. Okay. So, uh, and yeah, also, you then. probably what put it over the line was hearing our good mates, uh, Billy Beedizzle and David Power talking about the first three Indiana Jones films uh, on their recent podcast episode. I'm like, that was a really funny movie. It was hilarious. They banter back and forth. I'm putting it on this list, even though I'm copying shit from both of you. Sure, Paul. <laughs> We'll see whether that tanks my list or not. I don't need to introduce it anymore. Of course, we've just had the fifth film. Sorry, the fourth film in the yeah. franchise. And uh, yeah, and it's a goodbye to Indiana Jones. This was at the, the height of its heyday. Is it your favourite or is it not your favourite? Is, uh, is, is, is it I, I find it very hard to determine. It's certainly not fucking Temple of Doom, Wayne. I love Temple of Doom. What about you, Stu? Do you like any of these? Like, uh, Yeah, I think this is my favourite. I think this is my favourite. Yeah. yeah. Are you a young man? I, I never considered any of the indies for this list because, yeah, I didn't think of them as like comedic enough oh, that's right, ironic, uh... given, given <laughs> what the next thing on my list is going to be ironic but yeah okay i i think last crusade is the best yeah no fair enough fair i mean enough. are you a young fella uh i'm 42 i'm a little bit younger than you guys like okay. five years okay. or so cool. yeah all right Younger people tend to like this one better because it's closer to when they were like more. They're, they're prime. Yeah, yeah. So this anyway. is the one I remember watching. I remember watching this and Temple of Doom as a kid. I don't remember having seen Raiders when I was young. Mm. Yeah, I get that. I saw it on Betamax. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the ten movies. <laughs> yeah, I had twelve topics of that and seven other films in their catalog. Absolutely, yeah. it was the first one. All right, what do you got, Wayne? What's your number five? Okay, number five is MacGruber. <laughs> Oh, God. 2010 oh. film. Oh, my God. I actually think Look, that you're this... Not, you're now on the comedy, no question. But, geez, your action is questionable. It is absolutely... At best. Literally, it is an action hero in comedic form. MacGruber does a lot of shooting and a lot of ass-kicking and a lot of kicking. And, and a lot of running. Running. And a fair bit of jumping. <laughs> fair bit of jumping. I, would, I, would, I mean, I would argue. But, uh, yeah, this is, this is actually the most... Representative action comedy on almost on my list. Okay, almost. I don't remember it well enough to be bad. Just okay. all, no one it talks has, about it being an action film. They all talk about being a comedy. Well, all you need to know it has is so that many professional wrestlers in it. How could it not be action? Right, and Val Kilmer's like villain is called Dieter von Kampf, which is hilarious. <laughs> totally, totally makes the action point. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you don't have a villain unless there's some action, right? Word now. <laughs> Uh, but yes. only action movies has villains. I'm telling Use. you. <laughs> In, well, one's named Kanth. Um, this is, uh, yes, hilarious, clueless, raunchy, psychotic. 
annoying and lovable at the same time. It's actually one of the first times this has happened. They've since made a TV show of this. It is actually just as good. But I know it's an underground favorite from people like me. So what are you going to do? <laughs> that vast network of people like Wayne. Exactly. <laughs> Twelve of us. Uh, oh, no. You know what? I... Uh... I said recently on Twitter about how much I don't like this movie, and I got lambasted over yeah. it. So there's a lot of people out there that, that like this movie right there with you. And again, I didn't expect to like it, so there's that. So if you heard going into it going, this is going to be great, you might have an issue. Like so you wanted to take it yeah. on cash, you. Yeah, okay. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, so over to Stewie, wait, then for your number four. Yes, so my number four, here's where my issue ran in. I could not find a single website that considers this a comedy. It's all action or action drama, but it's considered a masala film, which is an Indian thing where all genres kind of blend together and get turned up to 11. This is the one I know Paul doesn't really care for it. I gave him crap over on Letterboxd. It is RRR, which was tied kind of with everything everywhere all at once for my movie of 2022 i saw this movie and it floored me finally got enough recommendations it was another one who was uh who was your guest on the best of 2022 jason from binge movies yeah that's right he had it on his list and i i thought okay i gotta watch that movie now it's it's so good it's so good and it may not be considered a comedy, but especially for the first hour, I just didn't stop laughing. It's so funny. It's it's circumstantial funny. I mean, it's, it's, is it intentionally funny? I don't think so. Oh, you you can't <laughs> tell me the Natu scene isn't supposed to be that, funny. What about and, the bit where he's swinging beneath the bridge and that, that they're both swinging? That's uh, that's pretty funny. That's, it's and a the, good point you bring. Yeah, it's. Is it supposed to be? I don't think so, actually, to be honest with you. I think it is like we're going ah, ha, 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 like this, but we're not Indian. We don't know what it's like. <laughs> right? so, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Right. Where they have the wacky circumstances where they throw the nails and drop her car and uh, Beam wants to talk to her, but he can't speak her language. So you got oh, Rom kind of navigating. Yeah, but it's, yeah. fu- it's got some funny stuff. I will say, like, after the first hour, the comedy just drops off entirely. But it's real funny for the first hour. And there's a song that explains the entire plot. My wife got a kick out of that. It's like, is, is the song really telling me, like, oh, they're friends, but maybe they shouldn't be? <laughs> that's Tollywood for you. This is just a, like, that's why this is a, first of all, you're, you're all right. This is, like, an amazing film. It's about two men in love. Uh, oh, yeah. But, and, it's, and that's what makes it awesome, because otherwise it's just those scenes, which is like, yeah, come on. But now that it means something with the men loving each other shit is great. So I do love it. Yeah. Okay. Interesting inclusion, my friend. We've all got a little bit controversial movies for action comedy, so I'll I'll bite and that one will be mine. Someone <laughs> someone will be more controversial than others. He sits to my left. Really, Mr. Indiana fucking Jones <laughs> no, comedy? My number four skips straight through me. Here's where I had True Lies as mentioned. Nice one. My number four is you mentioned a Shane Black film before, The Nice Guys. I believe this is his predecessing masterpiece. It's Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah. Like, I need to, to be on my list. list. I, I, I've been wanting to see this for a while. Oh, I haven't seen it? Oh, great. Okay, well then... So the, don't spoil it. But yeah, I won't spoil it for you, but I will tell you this. So There's running, and there <laughs> is the occasional gunshot. There's cars going off a cliff and bridges, a, a shit ton of gunshots, man. And Robert Downey Jr. hanging... Well, look, Very funny. Let me just say this. This was... Very um, clever film. Yes, when Bob Downey Jr. had his... Not action. Whole, totally in action. Uh, it, when he had his, like... Um, his little, you know, his his stint in prison and things like that. This was his comeback movie, okay? And Joel Silver is like the guy who's relaunched his career a few times. He said that. It is, in fact, Robert Downey Jr., Val Kilmer, uh, the chick from... Michelle Monaghan. Yeah, that's her. 
Big fan. Um, and, <laughs> and the dude from L.A. Law, uh, Corbin Burnson. This is him being a charm machine for like 90 minutes. And it's set... I was in a, a, a work thing one time in, the, in this room and someone said to me, my boss said, everyone, can you recommend a movie for this girl to watch? She's going on four weeks of leave. And I came up with this one and I said, it is a... Kind of a detective noir-ish film, but it's set in the Hollywood party scene. And the great thing about Shane Black detective films... Detective noir-ish film. Well, I mean, that's how I told it to her. That's how I told it to her. Action comedy for sure, but genre specific. The best thing about Shane Black films is it looks the way it looks. It's at night. It's, at, it's, it's Christmas. It's always like, you know, lights. It's just really cool. So I hope you like it. I hope you like it. Expect nothing. When yeah, you I've... I've had this on the list for a while to get around to. I just haven't had a chance. I've I've heard nothing but great things. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think it's underrated still. So there you go. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang, two thousand and five. Nice. All right, Stu, number three. Number three is where I had Deadpool. Ah, back to me. Back to me. My number three is where you mentioned earlier on that how Deadpool is very so similar to James Gunn, and so I couldn't not have this on my list. It was my favorite film of two thousand twenty-one. I'm talking the Suicide Squad. Yeah, so good call. James oh, Gunn, so good, the best, so good, easily the best film in the DCEU by many miles. This is standalone kind of side thing, other than the fact that it's a few of the characters from the really shit Suicide Squad that are in it, <laughs> most of whom get killed off in the first ten minutes of the film. That so. was the fucking that was the ballsy move from him. He's just like, okay, boom, 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 and you're like, holy shit, he just decimated them. So I, I love that movie so much. It is so funny in places. It's got some of the best kick-ass action, and it's gory as all fuck, which therefore appeals to my sensibilities. I mean, you've either seen it or you haven't, and I know I know some people hate this movie. I think they lump it in unfairly with the first one. Oh, they're both fucking shit. Really. Really? How could you not see the difference in, in craftsmanship between different. those two films? It's just unbelievable. And of course, having a, a big starfish as the main villain of the of the film is a, <laughs> is a really great idea. So yeah, dug the fuck out of the Suicide Squad. Would recommend it to all who are at all interested in blood, guts, action, and laughs. Yeah, yeah. If you like enjoyment, watch this movie. <laughs> if you want to feel good about gory shit, watch this movie. I wonder what he's going to do with this universe, man. Like some people are staying, some people aren't. Completely broken. That is need to yeah, scrap it all. He can't do any worse. That's true. He does need to scrap it all. Scrap he, he it all. Just, just get it. Forget of everything. Yeah. Start all over again. Blank slate. Let's do this. Mm, okay. And you can keep having your Robert Pattinson, Matthew Reeve, Batman films. You can have Elseworlds. Yeah. What's his name? Yaquim Phoenix. <laughs> Joker films. <laughs> they can say they can be all different, but uh, yeah, just just have something centralized and start again and earn it. Don't just fucking jump things hoping you can do it because well, Marvel have already done it. Yeah, the Superman thing is the is where it actually starts. He made jokes about the Flash is what reboots. He doesn't. It doesn't reboot nah. it. So yeah. Okay, nice one. Uh, is it my turn? It is number it three. Is. Okay, my number three is one of the funniest comedies I've ever seen. And it definitely has action in it because there's tanks blowing up <laughs> things, uh, you know, absolute like huge shit. Definitely someone jumping. Golden Eye. No. Oh. <laughs> the interview. Oh god. Absolutely. This is. I'm telling you, people. I will go into bat for this every single time. The, the interview. James Franco movie. Yes. That's it. Seth Rogen, okay. James Franco. The look it on his shoes face is the look on our listeners' face. I understand right completely, there. but listen, you gotta if you haven't checked it out, you got I was to. trying to process this in my head. I was like, is there another movie called The Interview? Sorry. Dude, this Wait, is like you're this. Mocking me, yes, it you? almost started a world war. I understand that. All right. But the, here's the big thing about it. If you watch this film, I've shown it to um even young people, a 27-year-old last recently, and I said, You haven't seen this before, check it out. She laughed all the way through it because of James Franco being a complete tool. Comedy. Comedy? 
And because they go to Korea and actually start a war and actually run around in a tank and blow shit up, if that isn't action, Paul, then you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. You worked on that one for a long time. Without a game to <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty proud of it. So, <laughs> but yes, um, yeah. Look, laughs are plenty. All I'll say is that, okay? Because I know I'm not going to fucking win anything in this room. Nope. All right. So, but out there, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I tell you, give this a shot. It is fucking laugh a minute for real. If you so, are sitting at home at the moment, going inconceivable, that no. Wayne would think that's an action film. You're not alone. It is totally an action film. Uh-huh. You are a vagina. Uh-huh. There's no way it's an action film. Blowing up shit. It's an assassination plot. Forget about it, man. Okay, you want? There's no winning with some motherfuckers. Word. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, let's move over to something sensible. And Stu, in your number two. All right. Well, you can't argue this movie isn't comedic or action, at least. Uh, you can say you don't like it, because I think this is a really divisive movie from what I understand. But I have always gotten a huge kick out of Clive Owen and Paul Giamatti in Shoot 'em Up. Yeah. <laughs> I 100% agree. I fucking hate this film. This is awesome. (laughs) This is fantastic. Remember the part where he stabbed someone's head with a carrot? How awesome was that? That's great. That's great. And he says, what's up, Doc? Uh. (laughs) There's there's an entire action scene while he's having sex with Monica Bellucci. That's just based on the description. That's one of the best action sequences of all time. 100% agree. I guess I couldn't relate because like anything distracts me, I just go soft. If I'm trying to kill <laughs> someone... But if it was Monica Bellucci in the mid-2000s... Yeah, look, I mean, I, yeah. then I got a shot, yeah. but I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> One of those things where they say fear is an aphrodisiac, but yeah. not for Wayne. Oh, no. <laughs> Shit. She'd be yelling at me while I'm trying to shoot motherfuckers. <laughs> No, I get a, I get a huge I get a huge kick out of this movie. I think this movie's just nonstop fun. I know people really like Crank. I always say like this is I agree. This it's is the movie Crank. Crank wanted to be. Yes, hundred percent. Stu, we are we have found another common ground here. This we is found amazing. a wavelength. You know what yes. happened with us, right? This movie because I watched it first, right? And I was expe- I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting this. And then when dumb shit started happening, I'm like. Have you guys lost your way? What's going on here? And Paul Giamatti, I love him. And for him to be like playing this kind of, he's saying dumb shit and shooting out signs so it says fuck you. And so I'm like, what is this? And anyway, and so I I was like, this is bullshit. And then when he started stabbing people with carrots, I'm like, fuck off, right? And then so I tell Paul, like, Paul, this movie fucking blows, right? And as is always the case, (laughs) right? He'll then go see it and love it because he expected shit, right? So that's what's happened here. It's the whole reason. But you didn't tell Stuart it was shit. He loved it enough to have his number two on his list. Yeah, look, I mean, obviously there are different people in the world and I'm one of them. So it's just like... (laughs) (laughs) But okay, interesting take. Interesting take. Number two, man. I get why people wouldn't like this movie. I tend to find movies... Movies that are so dumb they're funny are real hit or miss. I either love them or hate them. And I loved this movie. I loved it. That's a really good point. It just tickled the part of my brain that was just like, I don't know how smart you have to be to write stuff this dumb that's the thing i think i was, I was sort of going this isn't a co- my head space was this isn't a comedy at all you know and so when you're looking for something else and then you see that you're like what the fuck strokes for folks Alrighty, thank you Stu. My number two is a film which is my last superhero film on my list. It's directed by Matthew Vaughan, it, another good subversion of the superhero genre, it's Kick-Ass. Ah, I was wondering mm. which one you'd go with. So I, I really dig this movie, it's one of my f- all-time favourites, top 30 films of all time. Mm. It, oh, wow. Yeah, absolutely did everything I wanted it to do in the cinema in terms of, one, I laughed. 
not all the way through the film. I think the first half of the film is way funnier than the second half of the film, but there's a lot of good laughs in there. It gives us Hit Girl, which is an awesome character, and, and there is a bit of discomfort. Like, here's this 10-year-old, 11-year-old girl, whatever, 12 maybe she is in the film. This is it. Perpetrating violence, and you're just like, whoa, this one's really pushing the envelope, but that kind of thing tends to work for me, and it really did in this case. Aaron Taylor-Johnson, the aforementioned, in still his most iconic role so far, though we do have Craven the Hunter coming, so who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's going to replace this. He, you know, I would not expect him to 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 subsist as an actor after, like, you know, he just seems like a dorky little guy. Now he's doing Inception, now he's doing, like, you know... Craven like, the he, Hunter. Craven the Hunter, it's like... But he's had a really storied career almost now. He's in Brad Pitt movies and shit. You're like, what the fuck? This guy's kicking ass. And then, of course, we get Nicolas Cage doing a wonderful supporting role. Probably one of his best roles yeah. in the last however his many big years. Big Daddy, is that big what Big Daddy, yeah. yeah. Awesome stuff. Mark Strong and then Christopher... Mince Plus. Yeah. yeah, all McLovin. of them. Everyone. All of them just kicking ass. Ha, no pun intended in this <laughs> particular <laughs> film. Do you have, as a father, do you, the only father in the room, do you have any issues with the depiction of the young girl killing people and then Nicolas Cage teaching her how to, shooting at her, you know, to get like the bullet? Is no. it Because you understand it's so movie. hyper, hyper stylized and over the top and unrealistic. You know, this, this film is. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen. It's not, criti- play, it's not playing for gritty realism at all. I've seen one critic. Have say, you read the comic? Yeah. No, no, me I either. I think, if I recall correctly, it's been a while. In the comic, Big Daddy is portrayed as like he's an asshole. Like this movie makes him like, oh, he's everything he's doing is good, and he's you know he's making he's trying, bad choices, right, yeah. but but like no, in the comics you find out he's lying to her about everything. Oh, oh really? He's not okay. a good person. So they soften soften the character for the film. Yeah. Right. Huh. Interesting. And like if, everything he tells her about what their mission and their what's going on with their mother. Like if I recall correctly, it's all a lie. Okay. And all Chloe right. Grace Moretz. You know, he's another person who went on to have a huge career. Oh, yeah. I've been a big fan of her yeah. since this movie because she was so good. She's fantastic. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. yeah she Ma- dropped and, a C word as well. And Matthew Vaughn. Like I know he sort of dropped the ball a little bit with some of the more recent Kingsman films, but. Overall, what a fantastic filmmaker. Matthew Vaughn, for a while there, was like, this guy is the next thing. He's the best. He's, he's, right? Well, for our sensibilities. The, the Absolutely. Best. And this is so daring of him to do this. Anyone Kingsman at the end with the butt sex <laughs> thing? I, <laughs> thought, that, I <laughs> thought that was hilarious. My favorite joke of all time. No, but like, I've seen women. Oh, that ruined the whole film for me. I'm like, just, okay. They <laughs> have since edited that out. Have they? Because no. I did... Ki- I did Kingsman for an episode of my show. Somebody pulled it and I watched it and I was like, I swear to God there was a line where she's like, I'll let you have sex in my ass. Like, yeah. you know, they've cut that out of like subsequent editions. So how did it movie. end? Did he still, did yeah. it still well, like, like he, but, he still goes up to her, but you don't but see not him with seeing the... her through the people. Yeah, like oh my all God, bent that's over. The that, ma- the mo- that makes the end of that movie. That's the button on the end of that scene. And, oh, credits. And you're like, what? And you're still laughing. If they don't have that, it's a less better film. Fuck critics. Fuck censors. All right. <laughs> All right, moving on, Wayne, your number two. Cool. My number two is 22 Jump Street. Yeah. <laughs> 22, okay. Yep. Yeah, so 21 was great, but 22 was yes. better. The gags in 22 was better. In case anyone doesn't know, it's Jonah Hill and Channing Scrotum and they and Ice Cube. And um, it's, you know, it's, it's literally from the 21 Jump Street, you know, kind of TV show, which they've subverted and made it now. But this one was better because the jokes were thicker and faster. And there was those silly sort of like gags, which were killer each time. Like, you know, like the Ice Cube character. It's like, look at the look at the boss's new office. He's in a big glass cage. <laughs> looks like he's in a big Ice Cube, you know? Shit like that. <laughs> I was going to say, if you didn't mention that line, I was going to say that was the best line of the movie. It was. Like, it's like with he's a, in a cube of ice. Cube of ice. And, <laughs> and with the possible exception of like, you know, he says, we got carte blanche. And it's like later on mm. in the movie, he's like, 
I thought you said we had Kate Blanchett. <laughs> like, this is fucking class. <laughs> Keeps on going. And like, yeah, for my money, the, one of the few, especially comedy action sequels, that in, that gets better. So It's nice that we got here by number two. We actually hit the brief. So well you done. You can suck all my dicks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so nothing more to say. There's 22 Jump Street, everyone. All right, so you run us through your 10 through 2 and then reveal your best action comedy of all time. All right, so my number 10 was Bullet Train. My number nine was almost 21 Jump Street, but I ended up going with the nice guys. Nice. Number eight was Guns Akimbo. Number seven, I had Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, From number six, Beverly Hills Cop. Number five was True Lies. At four, I had RRR. Comedy-ish. It's that Masala thing. (laughs) I looked it up. It's... (laughs) Number three is where I had Deadpool. Number two was Shoot 'em Up. And boy, number one, I I hope one of you two has this because it has not come up at all. And not only do I think it's the best action comedy, it's probably my favorite movie of all time. Ooh, uh, Edgar wow. Wright's Hot Fuzz. Oh, well, 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 what can I say other than perfectly placed? <laughs> okay, fantastic. Yeah. That makes me feel better. Ah. Uh, I saw this in theaters when it came out, and it slayed me. I don't know that I've ever laughed as hard at a movie as I did when I saw this in theaters. And it was one of those movies, the night it came out on DVD, I went to Walmart at midnight and was like, I need this movie. I need to watch it again right now. Not on Betamax, though. (laughs) Not on Betamax. (laughs) Not in 2007, no. Um, oh, yes. this movie is so funny, and the the last action set you get at the whole end of the movie where he's just destroying the whole town, and uh, what's, this, what's the line he gives to the doctor? Like, oh, heal yourself, and then shoots his toe off. Like, ah, ah, <laughs> this movie is, this movie's perfect. Yeah, it had James Bond in it as well. That was cool. Yes, it did. Timothy Dalton. Yeah. Um, yeah. As the slasher. I have 100% agreement with you. I think this film... I don't know if there's a better, put it this way, filmmaker doing the rounds than Edgar Wright. He is, his Paul's faith. style, his, he is an auteur. You can totally tell, other than with maybe the exception of Last Night in Soho, you can totally tell an Edgar Wright film by the way it's edited, constructed, and put together. The montages, the various bits of pieces. I love Last Night in The Soho. use of his music, and of course, the staple of actors that he employs. But it all came together, this... I wouldn't say it's a piss take. It's a subversion of the action comedy because it's pointing out all the tropes and then later on engages in those tropes in a, you know, you know, you're in on the joke now, but of course the characters are just fighting for their lives to try and survive. And I just, I love the way it's all constructed. I love Nick Angel as a character. I love Danny Butterman as his sidekick. Like Nick Frost has never been better, right? He's yeah. So fucking no. annoying in, in Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Uh, as his character there, but here he's lovable and he's engaging and you really want these two to, to, win if i can put it that way and then the reveal of what actually is going on by way of being a gory kind of murder mystery for a little bit in that film too while still being funny you mm. know when someone gets pulverized by a falling gnome the gnome sticking out the top of their head you know it's that level of of i find that funny some people would be horrified by that so i yeah right there with you Stu. it's a great choice yeah. it's also uh judy dutram from the shaken not nerd podcast that one has a pod faded his favorite film of all time as well. So you're in very, very good company. Is that a term? Pod oh, yeah. 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 Interesting. Uh, yeah, again, I knew it would be on your list, so I did put it on mine. So. so I just talked through my number one. So I'll just reveal my 10 through one then as well. My number 10, The Mummy. Nine, The Incredibles. Eight, Big Trouble in Little China. Seven, <laughs> Lethal Weapon. Two, six, Deadpool. Five, 
Indiana Jones, Last Crusade, very funny film, we'll all agree. Number four, yeah, True yeah, Lies. Yeah, Three, The Suicide Squad. Two, Kick Ass. And my number one, as with Stu, Hot of the Fuzz. Nice one. Yes. Um, prepare for the most definitive action comedy list ever. <laughs> <laughs> Undercover Brother, 9, Tag, 8, Spies Like Us, 7, Sneakers, 6, Tango and Cash, okay. suck it, 5, McGruber, fuck it, uh, 4, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, suck it, and 3, The Interview, Eat My Dick, Eat My Dick, 2, 22 Jump Street, okay. suck a dick, and number 1, Deadpool, that's where my oh, number 1 was. Uh, okay, <laughs> 3 right. out of 10 ain't bad. <laughs> Alright then, let's, uh, any... Really, just a quick run through of any honorable mentions you really wanted to shout out there, Stu. Uh, so my other ones that were in the running for that nine spot, I had uh, Lethal Weapon, yep. 21 Jump Street, Tropic Thunder. Yes. I'm surprised nobody named Love Tropic Thunder. Uh, Boss oh, Level, another Mel Gibson movie that Ooh. I felt squiggy about. Boss Level, yeah, okay. Great show. The Suicide Squad. And another movie that came out last year that I really liked, if other people didn't, was uh, Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock in The Lost City. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> really? <laughs> that yeah. i thought that was hilarious and the list was going so well <laughs> <laughs> ignore prazula and his fucking adventures fucking movies <laughs> it also had harry potter come on it had bread pizza he gives sandra bullock a lot of cheese i don't know no no it's, there you go um all right well my i only had a couple of mentions that haven't been mentioned it's lockstock Kingsman the Secret Service was the first one. Likewise. And I said Tropic Thunder. So there okay. you go. Right, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, considered that. Sure. Guys mm-hmm. of the Galaxy, the Blues Brothers. Really? Uh, yeah, I thought, you know, it's got a lot of car chases, actually. Blues and Brothers was on a lot of online lists yeah. whenever I did my research. And I uh, also had Tango and Cash just sneaking in my Tango honorable mentions. That's our list. So what about yours? We wrap up every episode of the show in a segment that we call the Pop 10. Talk about Pop 10. Talk about. off this week's pop 10 with chris yinney patron to the show number three the mummy number two indiana jones and the last crusade ha! <laughs> sure chris <laughs> number one every single jackie chan movie ever <laughs> i'll say rush hour because it's maybe the funniest with most rewatchability hmm. interesting jonas lander said also patron of the show said number three midnight run de niro and groden really set the road trip a buddy comedy formula for the 80s and classic. beyond here classic number two kung fu hustle i know it's probably a comedy action movie but it's so good and number one, Yarp. Do I really need to say it? There you go. Adam Malua, top level patron of the show. Welcome back. Adam said, number three, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Number two, Men in Black. Number one, Ghostbusters. What do we feel about Ghostbusters? Mm. Horror comedy? I don't think there's enough really... action in Ghostbusters. Yeah, I'd, I'd also fall on that side of the ledger, but that's okay. Nicole Presley. I mean, compared to most of Wayne's list. It's yeah, well, <laughs> absolutely action central. Well said, Stu. Oh, wow. Both of you can suck my dick. <laughs> Nicole Presley, also patron of the show, said, This one is tough. There are so many to choose from. Which ones count? Which fit the brief? Hashtag stresses. Her ultimate choice, 21 Jump Street, mm-hmm. Tropic Thunder, and The Other Guys, as opposed to <laughs> The Nice Guys. The Other Guys is good. There we go. Jesse Dixon said, The Nice Guys. There you go. That was on your list, wasn't it, Stu? Yes. Number two, Hot Fuzz. And number one, Kingsman The Secret Service. Boom. Timothy Williams said, Deadpool laughs so hard at my first viewing. Opening credits, comedy gold. Big time. Number two, Rush Hour. Never change a black man's radio. <laughs> Number one, Bad Boys. Pink Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Just a cool effing movie as well. Did you like Bad Boys or Bad Boys 2 better? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the Bad Boys franchise. I like number two. I like number two. But, you know. Yeah, I think two is two is better. Yeah. yeah. 
Beat is all the aforementioned from the We Watch the Thing podcast. And number three, Chain of Fools. An incredible cast and hilarious romp that is criminally underseen. It makes sense because I don't know what it is. No, I think I've heard of it, but I couldn't tell you what it is. Go on. Right. Number two, Violent Night. Hey, so much better than I expected. Hey. And number one, Bulletproof. Fuck you all, this movie slaps. <laughs> is that Adam Sandler? Adam Sandler? Adam Sandler and Damon Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> That's his shit. Robert Fuller had uh, removing genres with their own category like war, western, historical, sci-fi and fantasy. Otherwise, Predator would be number one. Number three, Falling Down. What? Is that a comedy? That's not a comedy, man. I wouldn't have I, it's a dark comedy. Yeah, it's best, drama. Man. Well, speaking yeah. of dark, dark uh, number two, End of Watch. That's not a comedy. <laughs> and, and number one, The Raid Redemption. I don't think that's a comedy. Either. I think he's fucking with you. Is what it's, maybe he's what's he has a very odd sense of humor. <laughs> maybe, maybe he is. There you go. Robbie, you have to explain yourself on that one. Stephen Croon had Kiss, 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 Bang, Bang, Hot Fuzz, and True Lies. Stuart James had Die Hard. Yeah, there's some laughs in Die Hard. What a comedy. comedy. Yeah. Terminator 2, Cole, and Judgment Day. Likewise. And number one, The Rock. Yeah. There's some ah, funny movies. The Rock, I don't think it's a comedy, though. It's just comedic. <laughs> yes. All, all of those movies have definite comedic elements. Mm. Well. Okay. Uh, and then lastly, Nick Orton had Beverly Hills Cop, Big Trouble in Little China, and Fletch. This is listed as an action comedy, but if denied, I'll add Smokey and the Bandit instead. Fletch? Even? I wouldn't call that a- an action comedy. <laughs> they are, Nick. Absolutely denied. <laughs> Boy, if Wayne wouldn't call it exactly. an action comedy. <laughs> Ooh, that's a bingo. Ah, my penis is glistening with all your sucking a dick here. <laughs> <laughs> and that is it then. Which brings us to the end of the show, episode 431. Stu, how do the good folk find your show? And, and maybe you should just mention what you do because we didn't get your chance to, <laughs> to tell what the podcast is at, at the top of the no show. No worries. No worries. The Stu World Order podcast, we review random comic book movies. So that's stuff that's based on all the superhero movies. We've done a few that are based on manga. I have stuff on the list that hasn't come up yet, but like Persepolis, Road to Perdition. So if superheroes aren't your thing, I'm waiting for those movies to get chosen, but they are on there. And then, yeah, we talked about SWOproductions.com where I have all kinds of articles. I I hope Paul is still enjoying the uh, watch through I'm doing in my very first time of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> oh I'm my god! Every episode of that, uh, I'm reviewing every flavor of Pop Tarts. So there's all kinds of stuff on the <laughs> website. Do we to even check get Pop Tarts here? Just... Yeah, we do. But you don't very... have Pop Tarts? No. no. Well, look, it's actually <laughs> it's under a different like Kellogg. They they actually did it, so it's we don't really get them. It's it's not popular oh. here. But uh, oh, that's so don't sad get for you. Multiple flavors. We get like three. Yeah, yeah, it's bullshit. Uh, do you get Tim Tams over there? I don't know what that is. Okay, if uh, I'm just gonna send you a fucking like few <laughs> packets, everyone shits their pants over Tim Tams over there. Tim Tams are pretty good. Tim chocolate Tams. biscuits, basically. They're chocolate biscuits, but they're fucking okay. the shit. And you can dunk them in coffee, suck the through the coffee. It's called a Tim Tam bomb. Put it in your mouth, come in your pants. Forget about it. So does <laughs> <laughs> sound delightful. I like all of those things. Sucking, <laughs> sucking and coming. That's everything I want. Except for the wash, the washing you have to do after the in your pants. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, look, there's a lot of laundry. All right. Uh, look, thank you very much again for coming on today, Stu. We really, truly appreciate it. We haven't decided what episode 433 is going to be yet, so look for that through the week in the Facebook listening community. Links to the show notes if you want to join and get involved in discussions and give your feedback on the topic at hand. Wayne, how often do the good folk get in touch with us? You can Google us, find our socials, join, join in. Uh, we have the Countdown Podcast at gmail.com is our email address, and the Countdown Podcast.com is our 
website. Like and follow the show on Podbean where we host and uh, that's it because we're not doing Twitter anymore because Twitter is dead. Fuck Twitter. Twitter, goodbye. Oh. Thanks, Mark, for running that into the ground for everyone. That's fantastic. <laughs> thank you so much again for joining us today. Thank you so much again to Stu for being up so late at night you and man. doing this. We really appreciate oh, it. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. Like I said, I legit love you too. So thank you so much. Awesome. My so, man. So kind. And uh, that's it from us. My name is Paul. My name is Wayne. My name is Stu. And this has been the soundboard. You can't handle the truth. When an action film is not an action film. Fuck we'll catch you cocks. next time. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>